Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory. All right, Urban Glory Radio listeners, you all are awesome. You've been listening for years now. We are at several thousand downloads and archived listens. You all are awesome. We love that you are listening. We want to hear from you. Give us a call. Let us know how the organization and the broadcast, the this broadcast is blessing you. We're going to be going to 24 hours later on this year, so you want to get connected. Subscribe to our mailing list. Go on Facebook. Check us out. Uh, subscribe, engage, post us. We want to hear from you. Message us. You can message any of our staff, any of us. You can message the organization's profile and page directly as well in we will get the message. Let us know that you're listening. This month is Music Celebration Month, something that's a major, 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 major part of the life of our founder and then also myself as an executive. Both he and I have a very, very huge, huge part of our lives that has been uh, exposed to music and also we've been involved in music and music ministry. So this is a huge month just like uh, Women's History Month was huge for myself, and all of the pastoral and clergy-related celebration events, celebration days are are big to our founder and us. So this is a big, big month, and you're going to hear a lot of different music of different independent artists and uh, scriptures that are related to music and different, different, different content. So every single week, we have five Thursdays in this week, including today, we have five Thursdays in this week. You're going to hear different aspects of a music celebration. So tune in every Thursday. Let your friends know, your family know, let everybody know that Urban Glory is celebrating music. Tune in and and uh, enjoy. And let us know how you enjoy it. So today we're actually going to acknowledge a major, major legend um, later on in the broadcast. And the independent artist featured in this broadcast is actually someone you know very, very well, yours truly. Uh, often the founder has said to me, we need to start exposing your what you do musically. And I am taking heat, listening, and doing it first so I can get me out of the way so we can focus in on these other artists and all that they are doing as well. So here we go. Keep listening. Tell your friends. Tweet hashtag UG Radio, all right? Hashtag UG Radio. Let us know that you're listening. Urban Glory, Radio, Urban Glory is on Twitter. It's at Urban underscore Glory. That's our Twitter profile. Tweet us. Follow us. We will engage back. So uh, let everyone know that you're listening and keep listening all month. Keep listening the rest of the year. We have great things planned. So keep listening. And looking forward to hearing from you soon. During this segment of Urban Glory Radio, we're going to be interviewing Mrs. Selena Olivia. The listeners of our broadcast know you primarily as the executive leader of Urban Glory Campaigns. But tell us, who exactly is Selena Olivia? Both of the ministries, Urban Glory Campaigns and then also the music ministry and uh, business that I do, both have very, 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 very operative roles in my life personally and as a vocation. So I operate in the 
ministry and operate in business in both, actually, in both worlds uh, at the same time. 2002 was the first year I started with Urban Glory Campaigns. And around the same time, a major, major shift happened for me in a great way as far as music is concerned. Who is Selena Olivia? Selena Olivia. Well, first of all, my full name is Selena Olivia Morris Breland. Selena, of course, is my first name, spelled uniquely, and I use you for a reason. You is actually unique, excuse me, for a reason. You is actually in my name, so S U L E N A. Very unique spelling. My mother did something different with the spelling of the name. Olivia, I share actually with her. That's my middle name. Hers as well. Morris is my maiden name, and Breland is my married. And I keep the two. I hyphenate the name, uh, honoring the legacy of my father, who does not have a biological son, but has a son who he treats just the same. Um, you wouldn't even know that he's uh, not his natural son uh, biologically, but is very much so his natural son by him engrafting him into his heart and the same for my brother. So they're very much so father and son. We never grew up with any step-child, step-father, step-family complex, but we are a very, very well-blended family. That's my brother, not my stepbrother. That's his son, not his stepson. So I carry on his name, um, and I carry on his name. I wanted to do that purposely since I was a little girl, so I do that. And then also, of course, my wonderful husband, who's also the leader of this organization, is Reverend, the right Reverend LaVon Lamar Breland. So I carry his name. So all of the names have significance to them. Selena has a uniqueness. And Olivia, I share the name with my mother. Morris is my maiden name, birth name, as far as my last name. And then Breland is the name that I carry of the man of God that I am one with. So all four names have significance. And all of us know, especially hearing this wonderful broadcast for the years that's been on since 2007, uh, names mean much. Names, character, how we carry ourselves, things of that nature. So uh, in choosing how I would carry my name or it be spoken when I go to sing, I wanted to do something that was catchy for the artistry and then also something that carries the weight of also who I am as a vocalist and uh, artist, period. So Selena Olivia fit the bill. Uh, Selena is my first name. Um, affectionately, people call me Selena, of course, or Lena Lena, or Lena, whatever, uh, in that first name. And then Olivia is the middle name that I share with my mother, and it, and it caught on to uh, some folks at the time when I was deciding to go with that name for, as we say, stage name. It caught on with them, as well as with me. I, I love the way it sounds. Saying four names, having an announcer say four names every single time, it just seems a little much. So Selena Olivia, the first portion of the name, seemed like it's it. So I am born and raised in the church, absolutely love God, love God's people, I love my family, born and raised. Uh, In my mother's womb, I was attending church services (laughs) and have ever since. Uh, preacher's kid, PK. My father's been preaching for years. He's now pastoring, he and his wife, in Haverty Grace. They have a beautiful church and ministry where I've had the opportunity to fellowship and visit and see how the people of God are able to engage 
and worship and praise and then also hear the word of God preached and taught with clarity and with truth. So uh, it's just awesome to to see that process in my family and uh, the steadfastness that they have in ministry. And the same I aim for in my own uh, life and ministry. So um, that's uh, me in a nutshell, partial of my bio as far as the, the beginning. Then also growing up, I sang in a children's choir, which led to me actually, uh, well, first of all, I started with a solo. I was very, 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 very young. Um, I sang in a children's choir at the time, and my very first solo was a night at church. It was a midweek service where the pastor, Bishop Lee, asked the children's choir to sing, and I was like, does he not realize I'm the only one here? At the time, I was. It was just me and then the director. And the director looked at me and said, she pointed to me to come, and her and I, we started singing This Little Light of Mine, and she dropped out after the first phrase or two, and the rest of the song was a solo by me. My knees were literally buckling. (laughs) I didn't know they could really buckle like that. Uh, I thought people were being figurative or being exaggerant when they would say that, but they literally did buckle. So I was very nervous, and, and the rest is history as far as soloing and singing. I then, uh, as I got older and my voice became more mature and I began to understand music a little more, uh, impromptu music, church, praise, um, in that arena, I began to do praise and worship with a couple of the other youth and young people and young adults in the church. So I was one of the praise and worship leaders for years. Then my family and I, my dad was preaching in that church, our home church, and then also out and about evangelizing, and then also um, assisting other pastors in their churches. One particular pastor, we were helping on a monthly basis, and the Lord prompted my father and revealed it to um, the rest of us that we were supposed to go full-time to this particular ministry, and we did. I was at Pentecostal Church of Love, and there immediately I just delved right into full-fledged music ministry, um, also into youth pastoring somewhat. So uh, youth pastor, music minister, praise and worship leader, all those things mixed in one. was doing a lot there at that ministry, which I loved it because of the development that happened and also just the heart that was there with the pastor and the people, being able to really engage in ministry and see lives changed, period. So um, then after that, I continued in ministry a couple years here and there, taking breaks, but I've ever since been in music ministry and begin to start to delve in the business portion. I recorded my first um, single, which was released in 2010. I actually recorded it six years before. So it took a lot of time, um, mostly because a lot of my time was going to music ministry rather than business. I was entering the music industry or learning more about business, but had more of an interest in ministry. Uh, And now, fast-forwarding, I am still very much so involved in music ministry, but business is uh, taking more of a forefront. I teach voice, and I still record. Planning to go back in the studio very soon, which is something I'm sure we'll talk about later. Uh, But my life has been ministry, music, and business. So those are the three worlds that that I am involved in for years now. So that's that's Selena Olivia. That's one of those questions that's hard to answer. And I feel like I skipped a lot of things even still, but that's that's Selena Olivia. We have one of your songs titled I Need a Word that we'll play momentarily. But also tell us about any upcoming projects you have coming out soon. I have out and are planned to release. 
well, I, I, it looks like I delved into it just in the previous answer. Um, yeah, I knew the word. It will be playing um, in a few moments, like you said. Um, the others, I've recorded like two, actually three other songs. Um, and I, there was actually more than that that all of them weren't released because of the projects um, falling through with some other artists. However, I've recorded three songs that did, did something in the lines of what was planned to be done with them. Um, I Need a Word is one. The other one, um, I wrote and recorded with the artist. Um, and it was, re- it was recorded live. It was not fully released. Um, and then there's another song, Breathe On Me. I did not write it, but I did record it with an artist named Christian Estep, same artist that I recorded the uh, song I just mentioned. Um, that song is on my MySpace page and available for hearing. Uh, it's a very beautiful song. It was one of the songs that during intermission of that particular live recording was requested to be sung again, that one, and then I believe the song that I wrote. So the two songs that I had something to do with, interestingly, hmm, uh, were the ones that were, uh, they were encored. So, which was an honor, really. Um, but those are the projects that I have done. What is planned, I'm uh, planning to go back into the studio. I'll preferably June, but definitely by July, by end of July, going back into the studio and uh, recording the album Songs of Exhortation and Prayer. And the songs are in the theme of those two areas, exhortation, encouraging us as believers and children of God to walk the walk that we uh, confess and profess according to biblical understanding, and then also prayer, how we can uh, petition and petition God and um, pull on our supplication source, really pull on the, the, the power of God and the access and the resources that he gives us in his word and through his spirit to uh, impact this world the way that he wants us to, because Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do. So that the whole album is supposed to really, really delve into that. One of the songs is, uh, cast not away your confidence, cast not away your confidence. It's exhortation. Cast not away your confidence, uh, for in it is great reward. So uh, that's one of the songs and some other ones. That's the plan. What is the most joyful moment you've had in your recent touring cycle, or the most distressing? Uh, the most joyful moment. You're making me choose one, okay. Um, the most joyful moment in my most recent touring cycle. I haven't had a full, full-fledged tour, but in my uh, travel, which has been in the DMV area mostly in the last few months, is I would have to say an unplanned, impromptu moment at actually my family's church. There was a moment, if I were to choose just one, there was a moment, and it was actually posted on social media. My husband, who is the founder of this organization and the radio broadcast, on his personal phone, videotaped or um, recorded, video recorded, on his phone of me uh, singing a song of worship in the congregation joined in and engaged in the power of God really, really was strong. He captured that and uh, 
sent it to me. And um, the moment, the the, the moment, and the, the feeling of feeling the presence of the Lord, how strong He was able to move in the worship setting, and people were affected, seeing them being affected by. It. And there was a, a just a change in the atmosphere. You could tell people were were touched. That part right there. When people experience the presence of God, it makes it worth it all. Um, no matter how many awards I ever I really don't even know. I have no idea how many awards I, I'll get. That's really not my goal, nor really notoriety. I, I want the experience. I'm not going to um, act, that I, act as if I don't want the experience. I want the experience. But most of all, every single time I sing, my, my desire is to see people engage with God. He's all of our Father, our Source, our King. He He's the Source of Life. He's who we're here for, and I want each person to experience God. In fact, I've um, written a song called "Brand Me with Your Presence," um, and it deals with that. People experiencing the presence of God whenever they hear the ministry of a person. Now, there's a growing buzz about another aspect of your musical career. Tell us about that. Okay, so you're referring to vocal coaching. I did uh, mention that briefly earlier, but in vocal coaching, there's a program that I've designed called 3D Vocalist Program. It deals with, in fact, 3D is an acronym, Divine Disciplined Dynamic Vocalist, and it deals with the three aspects of us as people. We're body, soul, and spirit. And as a vocalist, you're three-dimensional. You have a spiritual connection, a spiritual dynamic. You have the discipline as far as the physicality. Um, and it also deals with the, the mind as far as the discipline. So your mindset, your confidence, which immediately affects your posture and your stage presence. So those two are linked. And then you have dynamic. Dynamic solely deals with the sound sound, your voice, your voice. Your voice has its own frequency. Every single voice has its own frequency, which is the exact definition, simplified, but the exact definition of phonation, which is a term that's used in voice, vocal standards, professional vocal standards. So phonation, every single voice has its own frequency. And in the program, I deal with each person's signature sound or their frequency. And their, uh, the spiritual dynamic is connecting, interacting with God and the audience, especially for those students that are worship leaders, um, helping coach that aspect. Um, the first phase is the technical phase. first phase is the technical phase, making sure they have their foundation of breathing, posture, and support. Then we go on to interpretation and, and uh, uh, expression, their phonation, how they transition from the consistency in their phonation, how they transition from their chest voice to their head voice, all of those different things at three levels, various levels, rather than going into all that, taking up too much time. But the program is, I believe, it's it's very, very unique in its form. When I was uh, developing it, it was, it was a challenge putting things together, trying to pull from the various uh, experts out there that I consider mentors. Um, where I pulled from their information and also the major schools like the Berkeley School of Music and those schools, looking at how they set up their programs, it was difficult to pull from them and create a program verbatim. I had to be creative in the journey that I saw in my in my mind and my perspective from what 
I believe God was showing me, of a journey of developing that 3D vocalist, someone who's disciplined, who is divine, connected to their spirituality from the perspective, of course, of Christian Christianity, not any any other foreign thing. And then the dynamic, the sound, them having uh, um, excellence and expertise and full development in their sound, their voice, understanding their voice. So a full program dealing with all of those three areas, which you can imagine is it's a lot of work, especially depending on how much you've done prior to coming into the program, how exposed you are to professional training, uh, but it is absolutely, it's an, enjoying, it's an enjoyment to it. It's very, very enjoyable. And also, uh, you learn a lot. And I absolutely love what I do. I'm very passionate about it, as you can probably hear in my tone. So um, each person gets their own attention. I actually absolutely love what I do. I absolutely love what I do, in addition to the actual ministering and singing and recording the performance aspect. So, yes, there's some growing buzz about it. I'm grateful for it. And this organization is very, very much so responsible for much of the exposure. I have a very, very strong support base here, more than I was supporting myself for a long time, especially from the founder and various ones within the staff. So I'm grateful for this organization. What is it that you hope to achieve within the next few years as a recording artist, an educator, and also a music ministry leader? What do I hope to achieve in the next few years as a recording artist, educator, and music ministry leader? To not only continue in the things that I mentioned in the other answers, but to get to a point in excellence and execution, actually displaying, applying the things that I believe I'm purposed to do to a point where I can successfully pass it on to the next generation. And that's actually the point that I'm at now, starting now, not only in my mind, but in how I do things templating things to where I could leave what I'm doing to someone else to carry it on so more voices, more people can be affected by by the measure that I've been given. We've all been given a measure, and I want to see lives continue to be changing. It does not depend on me or end with me because it's not about me. I just happen to be a part of it. And I lift my voice just to my 
to worship Thee. Oh, my soul, because of You, You are Lord, I can rejoice. Just let us be your sweet, sweet sound. That was an excerpt of the Praise Medley recording of Daryl Coley. Music Celebration Month. We acknowledge the Christian gospel music legend Daryl Coley. Daryl Coley was born in Berkeley, California in 1955, spending his formative years in Oakland, California. His parents separated when he was five years old, with he and his two siblings being raised by his mother in a solid Christian home. Musically, Coley was first influenced by his mother. Daryl stated, in my house there was gospel, classical, and jazz. I had that kind of musical influence. During his childhood, he learned to play clarinet and piano. In 1968, when Edwin Hawkins released Oh Happy Day, the contemporary arrangement caught Coley's ear. In December 1969, at the age of 13, Coley first heard Helen Stevens and the Voices of Christ, and by February of the next year, had become a member of the nationally acclaimed ensemble. During his high school years, Coley was a student of Philip Reeder. Choir director at Reeder helped Coley broaden his musical boundaries and even influenced him to advance to college. Coley's career advanced further as he pursued studies in college, being a top student working toward a business degree, and even assisting in teaching college courses. However, when things began to open up musically, Coley took a break from his studies. Coley eventually began performing with Edwin Hawkins and the Edwin Hawkins Singers. He played keyboards for the Hawkins family from 1977 until he left to collaborate with James Cleveland in 1983. Later, he served as music director for Tremaine Hawkins when she launched her solo career. Concurrently, Coley branched out in secular circles, singing in jazz clubs, working with artists like Sylvester Pete Escovito and others. He would later collaborate with jazz artists such as Nancy Wilson and Rodney Franklin and pop artists such as Philip Bailey of Earth, Wind & Fire fame. During this period, Coley found himself struggling with various life matters. He's made a point to speaking out about it. In 1986, Coley released his solo debut album, Just Daryl, originally released in 1986 on First Epistle Plumline Records. The album was nominated for a Grammy Award and was later re-released in 2006. After the success of Just Daryl, Coley moved to gospel stardom, releasing critically acclaimed albums highlighting his jazz-infused vocal stylings. In 1990, Coley released his Right on Time live from Los Angeles with Sparrow Records climbing to the number three spot on the gospel charts. His following album, When the Music Stops, released in 1992, reached number one on the gospel charts. In 1991, when his albums released under Sparrow Records were achieving national success, Coley fell sick, experiencing flu-like symptoms. When he visited the doctor, more than two weeks later, he was diagnosed with juvenile diabetes, which caused him temporary blindness. He has continued to struggle with that diabetes throughout his life. Daryl Coley, 
has a massive discography, including album title Just Daryl. Released in 1986 under the Alliant label, Just Daryl is Coley's debut solo album. It contains Coley's celebrated song, Second Chronicles. Other tracks are Closer, Hang On In There, Caught Up, I've Been Born Again, Nobody Like The Lord, Deliver, Stand Still, Spirit of the Lord, The Intro, Spirit of the Lord, Great Is Thy Faithfulness, Hallelujah, You're Worthy, I'll Be With You. Coley's second studio album, I'll Be With You, was released in 1988 under the CGI label. This work included tracks, The Lord's Name is to be Praised, Worthy is the Lamb, That's What You've Done for Me, Romans 10, More Like These, More Like Jesus, Jesus is the Real Thing, What Moved Him, Hold On Until You Bless Me, I'll Be With You, and his third album, He's Right on Time. Live from Los Angeles was released under the Sparrow Records label as well, with notable songs including He's Right on Time and I Need Your Spirit, The Comforter is Come by Faith, Thy Will Be Done, I Can't Tell It All, God and God Alone, which is a personal favorite, He's Right on Time, He'll Never Let You Down, Keep Moving On, I Need Your Spirit, You Are My Everything, He Delivered Me, When the Music Stops, it's Coley's second live album, and fourth overall, released in 1992, it is also Coley's second album under Sparrow Records. Notable songs include You Can Do All Things and In Times Like These. Other tracks are You Can Do All Things, Real, He'll Make a Way, Don't Hold Back, Jesus Never Fails, In Times Like These, When the Music Stops, It Shall Be Done in Integrity. He has made a amazing contribution to the gospel music industry and has been one who has trekked the way stylistically for many artists to come. We honor Daryl Coley. Musicians, recording artists, singers, music professionals, music ministers, directors, choir directors, praise and worship leaders, all of you that are listening that are part of music ministry and industry, Come and be a part of a major movement that's happening. The subscription starts May 15th. You want to get engaged on Facebook, Urban Glory Campaigns, and inbox us. Find out more. UGMA is coming. It's here.